Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. I forgot okay, to record it, and I wanted, I wanted this part recorded for you and I. Oh, okay. All right. Now, uh, again, it is the governor, with the advice and consent of the council, who appoints the attorney general. In 1855, the legislature stole that from the executive department and decided that they would uh, uh, elect the attorney general. Now, what that did is that it severely weakened the powers of the executive department. How is it that the legislature can go and interfere with another department when all, when all departments are equal but separate? Now, the, the attorney general belongs in the executive department. Today, if you look under Title V, um, uh, Main Revised Statute, She's got her own department. You're going to see that in section, I believe, 191. Uh, and in Article 3 of the original Constitution, there's only three departments. How is it that she can have her own department? And, and so when, when the legislature controls who is going to be the attorney general, uh, isn't that an interference and isn't that an expansion of power? Remember what, the, what Rockefeller told us. You don't have to own anything. You just have to control everything. And so by the legislature control who the attorney general is, is really weakening the governor and the council. Because they, they, she, you know, Janet Mills is supposed to work under the governor and the council. She, she takes direction from him and them. Well, obviously but that's, that's not, not the case today. Right. So how do we... What's the first thing that we could do? What's the first thing that Rick could do to begin the process? What, what most important that we could absolutely get a fire going, just stir him up? He's going to have probably, what, three minutes, Rick? Yes, if I'm lucky. Yeah, if he's lucky, he's going to have three minutes to, to make him crazy. So... How do we do that? Uh, well, you know, well, here's, okay, let me, let me tell you something. We, you know, I've been fighting this battle one way or another since the late 70s, you know, and I'm real tired of doing the be nice, educate, bring people over to our side. We need to, be, we need to learn how to push and make it so ridiculous on their side that they can't do anything. For instance, let me just give you this. This is just a crazy example. This is, this is hypothetical, but instead of, instead of saying, okay, no licenses, and you've got to obey the Constitution, and you've got to obey the law, why don't we go the other direction and say, okay, licensing. This is all about revenue. So let's raise revenue for Maine State. 
So all marriage licenses expire after five years and have to be renewed $35 every five years. Okay, that's cool. Uh, So if you are caught after your license expires, if you're cohabiting without a license, then you can be fined. If you're cohabiting without a license and produce a carbon unit, you can be fined a lot more. So, you know, how ridiculous is that? But if, if they want licenses and if they want everything to be your dog to be licensed, then I want your cat licensed. So we need to just push the envelope so that it's so ridiculous that everybody can see the, 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 the lucrity. So anyway, just, just a thought. So I'm, I'm not opposed to, to jumping the envelope here. We've got to push hard. Because educating people and bringing them over to our side and is not working. It's just well, not working. From what I've seen, Jack, every time you try educating people, they seem to understand, and then they turn around. When the pressure is put on them, they run the opposite way instead of standing up and fighting for what's right. They don't, people have been taught to be peacemakers. Yeah, well, you know so, any time there's been pieces had to be a battle fought ahead of time. So yeah, well, my my the the old peacemaker in the West was a forty-five. Yes, it was. Somebody better learn that. So this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to find something to to. We got to find some tools to give to Rick, and I think Joel will jump on the bandwagon with you, yeah. and maybe a few others. Uh, Larry Dunphy may. I don't know, but we we need to give you some tools to, in three minutes, enough words to whack them into the next uh, county. Yes, because the way I see this going down, Jack, if you want to know the truth, uh, if I get back in, I'm going to bring this bill back forward again in the next legislature. It's just like I'll bring the Agenda 21 bill back, keep fighting, and sooner or later we're going to win the battle, but it's going to take... A constant fight and people willing to stand up and fight for our, our constitution and our rights. Well, Trouble is, you're... people are passive. Uh, if we went back to the system we had before this new ledge council and all this, go back to the governor's council. As you and I was talking ahead of time, I talked to some of the governor's staff and they just laughed and thought that's a heck of an idea. They, I don't know if they'd heard about it or just that. They were just uh, being ignorant and uh, avoiding the subject. Uh, I believe that the governor is elected by the people of the state of Maine. The Constitution gives him certain powers, and he should utilize those powers to his fullest ability. That being said, the legislature likes power. I'm part of the legislature, and I'd like to give the governor what's his, and that's to our job. And with that... You mentioned doing away the advisor's office. I think if this bill's going through, that the legislature should be doing the research on the bill, find out of the constitutional, and put them forward. The only thing the revisor's office, as if I understand it, was originally intended for, and good intentions, see, good intentions kill us, but the good intentions were to make sure that the bill was um, compatible with existing constitutional laws. That's the way I understand it also. Right. Now, if you and I, sitting in the cafeteria, have an idea for a new law, we put it on a napkin and give the idea to the revisor's office, they come up with a bill which may or may not look anything like the 
law that we proposed, and it gets zipped through. And if they like it, they put it through, and if they don't, they throw it in the trash. Yes. What the heck? And they have the ability to uh, make the bill the way they write it, so it'll either pass or die. So. Well, they but, can even name a bill so it passes or dies. Yes, they can. But yeah. that, that's why I think this is so important. Uh, our three minutes of fame, so to speak. I, I have to be able to explain to them where we went wrong, why it is wrong, and why we need to reverse the system, go back to what we had before, because it did work. When do you expect to have to have this in print? I won't need this till probably late October, November sometime. Okay, so we've got a little bit of time. We've got plenty of time right now. Okay, so what we need, we need a a three-minute written version. Make it make it a five-minute and just push the envelope. Yeah. We need a, a five-minute written version of how to restore the... County courts, um, that would also include the proper revenues for the county. The sheriffs would have their, their original authority and duties um, reinstituted, uh, Jay, I believe, right? Sorry to interrupt you, but I also put that bill in for this trip, too. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> I'm ahead of you on that one. Uh, it doesn't take much to get ahead of me. Well, no. Uh, okay, now, uh, can, can I step in here for a second? Now, you yes, said something about sheriffs. You put in a bill about sheriffs? Yes, I did. Oh, do you, okay, let, let me add something about sheriffs. Uh, at one time, sheriffs were commissioned officers, okay? Yes. And they also had to post a bond. And then they also had to provide two to three sureties. Because if they violated any of the people's rights, his bond could be sued out, and the sureties that he provides, which could be his house and so on and so forth, he could lose that. See, it made him responsible to the people. Remember what a commission does. It yep. has two, two uh, functions. Uh, and the sheriffs today don't post a bond. They don't provide any sureties. Uh, they're not commissioned. They're not accountable to the people at all. Oh, see, I didn't know that part. Afraid <laughs> <laughs> I, I, of uh, overwhelming people. You wouldn't believe how afraid I am of doing that. Well, but I also know that it needs to be done. And, yes, it does. You know, Elise, do you I'll, want me to give him the um, um, program that we did, or you, you typed, you did something um on the yeah, commission. I did something the Yeah, you want it, uh, please? Want me to give him that link, and that will help him. You can go in there. Right. Okay. Uh, okay, good. Uh, so, see, remember, by doing these three things, they are accountable to the people. Well, we don't have that today. We don't have that at all. You know, this didn't happen overnight. This happened over years and years and years and years. You know, and then we wake up in 2015, and we wonder why we have a government that that operates for its own benefit instead of for the benefit of the people, which is which is what it's supposed to do. Yes, and uh, that's why I got involved with this. I've been working with Jack and Phil and a few others. Uh, I've been, had a personal interest in getting the jails back to the counties, get the state out of the business. 
I want right. to get the sheriffs doing their constitutional duty. Right. And then I, the next logical step is go after the court system and then the state system. So. Right, but I think we need, and don't ask me what comes first because I don't know. I don't have all the answers either, uh, but I did do my research, and I do believe that we need to bring back the executive council. All the lawyers that that advise LePage does is not accountable. They're not accountable to the people, but the executive council is a, a constitutional office, and they are indeed accountable to the people, but okay. not the yeah. lawyers that are there. Let me ask you this. Do you think the brief that uh, was put in, you know, with the dispute between the Attorney General and LePage would help them? Because there's a lot of information um, about uh, her duties and uh, how she's, um, you know, not sitting properly. Would that help them if they had a copy of the brief? Yeah, but I—that's I, I, a very good point, Dottie. And I think uh, uh, the two people um, that Jack brought in, Joel and Rick, I think they ought to read the two briefs that we put in. We put in two different briefs for two different questions of law that LePage put in. It's loaded with information that I think could be helpful for both of them to understand things. Now, Joel, you're a state rep, also, right? Joel. Yes, he is, but he's not on right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he texted me. He had to back out. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, here how long have you been a representative, Rick? This will be my sixth year. Okay, you must know my nephew, Jerry Crockett. I know Jared real well. Oh, well, see, he's my sister's son. Yes, he used to sit right in front of me in the last session. Oh, okay. Uh, he just started a law firm here in Bethel. Uh, but I, he he uh, uh, got my book. See, see, um, he got my book and started learning a, a bunch of stuff that, that's in there. But uh, I remember years ago um, I when I went to, he and I went to our family Christmas uh, Thanksgiving dinner, uh, and I had discovered that judges are supposed to be commissioned, and since he's a lawyer, I thought, well, I'll bring it to his attention, uh, and he didn't know anything about it. So three weeks later, uh, we had a Christmas th- uh, Christmas uh, family dinner, and he came back and told me that I was right. So obviously, I said enough to wet his whistle that he went out and checked it out on checked it out, and uh, and thought it was important. Yes. Well, I believe it is. Yeah, it is because because it 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 provides the person so named in his commission with two functions. Yes. And without that commission, they do not operate from a public office. They operate from some other office, whatever that is. Yes. And I'm going to tell you another thing too. There are some people who go to court, these the statewide courts. Uh, they don't even get a trial by jury at all. No. The judge. The, the 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 case and they're never allowed to decide a case not ever now see uh what was it correct me if i'm wrong jack uh was it last year or the year before when we had some appointment for judges uh there was some dealings that took place that wasn't really right and i was one of the few that actually stood up and 
want to investigate and find out why things is done. Of course, they wouldn't do anything, but we tried. But there is, when you go in, you have uh, 13 people, you know, once the governor appoints them, whatever, and it goes forward, 13 people on the committee make a decision if that should be a judge for the district courts. Well, if you go to the district court, you get the whole county will be voting on them or in your general area. And I just can't get why people don't want that control back. Okay, now district courts don't have trial by juries. If no. you want a trial by jury, number one, you got to ask for it, which is not true, because the, the Constitution guarantees that everyone uh, should have a trial by jury of his peers. So in district court, there isn't any trial by jury. So what kind of a court is it? Yeah. You have to go to superior court to get a trial by jury, and you don't even get it of his peers. It's a trial by jury of the government to ensure a conviction. Yes, it is. So let me ask you a question. I've got this okay. bill in. But would I also be just as well to uh, go after the executive council and get that in place? I don't mind putting it, fighting a lot of fires, and as Jack says, we got to light a lot of them. So I think you should light them all. I, yeah, I don't think this is why I wanted the conference call because I don't think you can do one without the other. That's the problem. That's why it's so difficult. You can't say put good judges in. You can't say give the courts back to the counties because it's all tied together because we lost the authority back in 1855. Okay, and the other thing, too, is while you're bringing back the county courts and the commission judges and the trial by jury of his peers, you also got to dismantle the statewide courts that came in in 1930. It, it, you know, I think Jack is right. You know, th this, this is all interconnected. It's all weaved together, and I don't think you can do one without the other. The executive council absolutely needs to come back somehow. Hey, Lise, let me ask you this. You know, the 1855 resolve, was, resolve or amendment was an issue. Um, yes. And in the 1930, when the courts came in, the way that they set that up, that's not right either. Can these right. two, can these two, the 1855 amendment, and I got to look up the 1930, whatever uh, that was, can these just be declared null and void? That's the key. Okay, and I believe that if LePage understood these things, he could uh, do a formal declaration to the people, because remember, a and I go through all this in my book, too, a fraudulent law cannot be executed by the governor. He's not allowed to do that. Okay, and the, I found over the eight, it's over eight years now, over eight years now, I have found so many laws that does not follow the Constitution, okay? And a fraudulent law, it's a pretend law, a supposed law, uh, but, but all he has to do is declare it null and void, and it is gone. But whether he can understand these things and actually has the nerve to go out and declare this, uh, not gonna totally another story. It's not going to happen. You know, Rick, do you think it would happen? No, I don't. It's not going to happen. We've been there. We've had, uh, him, we've had him, I mean, literally on the edge of his seat ready to do that and not. 
and then the lawyers come in and talk to him. That's right. Okay, well, you, you know what? And let me tell you the other reason. And I said this three years ago, and it finally was proven to be correct. I said that the reason he won't do this is because he's got aspirations of some other office. If he would just say, I'm not going to run for anything else, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability and fix my state, he could do it. But now he's going to run for, for senator. So he's not going to piss everybody off and make a bunch of enemies because yeah. he's going to want the Republican money to run for senator. And see, I find up here in Lisa Narusa County, when you get down there and piss people off, up here they appreciate that. Works for me. It works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Rick? I mean, would it make a difference if a a rep goes to him versus, you know, one of us uh, peons on the street? I've uh, (laughs) talked with the governor and... He what he will do when you go in as a rep, he brings his lawyers in with him. Yep. At the same time, he'll ask him questions, and then they'll go in conference, and then they'll just blow you off, so to speak. Well, so it doesn't really matter who it is. Yeah, I can tell you exactly what his friend, not even not even an official in the administration, his friend in Portland, a constitutional lawyer, told him. And he agreed after we, we talked and talked and talked for hours. And he finally said, no, no matter what the law is, if the people voted for it and it becomes law, then it's constitutional because it can't be repugnant to itself once it's passed by the voters. I almost fell on the floor. Oh, yes. And that same thing happened to us with the... Hello? Thing. Yeah. yeah, but if it was presented fraudulently to the public to make us believe it was one way, when it Doesn't actually matter. but he but I understand, and that's what we said. And but he said, "Oh no! Once it's voted on, once it's a constitutional amendment, it's the law of the land, and it can't be repugnant to itself. Therefore, that law doesn't apply, or that rule, or that constitutional principle doesn't apply." I, we we just we all sit there and, and just. Actually, I think that was the last conversation we had. <laughs> so if that's the case, Jack, what part of the Constitution is really worth supporting? Because any of it can be changed by any legislature. We have to go back to the 1825 Constitution and hold it up and say, here it is, folks. This is what it says. Yes. If it doesn't exist, it can't, it's not going to work. And I don't know, Dottie, do you have an original copy, an actual printed original copy? Yes, I have it on uh, online. No, no, no. I mean a a an actual piece of paper printed in 1825. I don't. Lise does. I do. I believe. Do you, Lise? Um, I had I had a certified one. I think I had two or three made up. But to tell you the truth, I don't even know where they are. I have one. A friend of the radio show bought one and handed it to me. I think Jim has, has one too. It has the the main constitution and the federal constitution and the law requiring the constitution be taught to the schools in Maine. Okay, I have a book 
1825. By the way, it's got a wooden cover. Uh, It took me two years to find it. I found it in Hollowell, Maine at an antique bookstore, and it has the original 13th Amendment in it. Yes, I have that. I have the. You have that too? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Yep. One of the one of the friends of the show found it. Okay, and, and then I made it. a copy of that little yep. book and I I sent it to a person to put it on her blog. Yep. I wouldn't let anybody copy mine because it meant you had to fold it and have to do it. But I've got anyway, it. Please, getting back, should I send the link to the brief just for the information for them to read? Yeah, both of them. Would that both help? Both of them, because the first one, we talked about the 1855 amendment relating to the attorney general because his, Ed LePage had such an issue with her. Uh, and then the second one was about the what happened on June 18th that was fraudulent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you could send that to my regular email, then I can start working other avenues to try to get some work done on it. Okay. okay I'm, I'm I don't mind going directly to the governor. I'll myself. post his email. Just a second. Um, Lise, now, is that the July 24th one? Uh, uh, we did it in, uh, oh, what? when did we do that? It's either July or August, and I think the other one was in January. Was it January or February or somewhere around there? One we didn't answer, one we did not respond, and one we did. Um, yeah, we responded to his issues with the Attorney General, uh, and then we responded to uh, his issue there with, with what happened uh, with, with those laws that he thought that he could send to the legislature and all that business. We, re- we, have, we, we put in two different briefs at two different times. Right. And one of them, we replied to their brief, right? Yes. We, we replied to theirs. Um, oh, uh, I think that was the first one. We didn't do it the right. second time no, we because didn't. Um, no need to. we said what we had to say in the second time, and it was yeah. enough to, to carry us through. Okay, okay Lisa right. and Dottie, I, put, I just put Rick's um, email in the uh, chat room. Okay. RDL Chief. Okay, I'll send you those um, the briefs and actually, Rick, of... you've already got them because I sent them to you. Yes, and I think Phil sent them to me also. Yep. Okay, so, yep. so you've already got them. Yes. Okay, so there's a lot of good info in there for you. Almost everything that we've talked about on the on the the call tonight is already in there. Yes. At least probably sixty seventy percent. Yep. So you know the old saying. It I mean it's kind of crude, but here it is. If you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. <laughs> Overload yep. them. We have to overwhelm them. That's what they've been doing to us for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. We got to so, turn it around. So You're going to fix it. You're going to fix it. You're going to fix it. So what? Yeah, I, but they they didn't overwhelm us. What they did is they dumbed us down in the public school system. Except yep. except I went to a Catholic school, uh, and I was just as dumbed down as anybody else. Yeah. Well, I guess I must have been hiding behind the door when they were trying to dumb me down because I just came out and said, the, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, yeah, but in the Catholic schools, they have to follow federal mandates. So I got the crap just like anybody else did. 
Yes. See, I'm just a foolish logger, and I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Rick is good people, Liz. Rick is good people. But what I yeah, need... see, I I I don't know him, but it's nice yeah. to talk with him tonight. He's good people. He understands the Constitution and has. Yeah. See, see, I out. I didn't know what he knew or what he didn't know, so I just put information out there. Hopefully. If he already knows it, well, then so what? <laughs> well, I don't know all of it. I'm still learning myself. And yeah. that's why I depend on other people, because you get so many things going that you just can't stay up on everything the way you'd that's like right. to. And you, Rick, at least you're willing to listen. Well, I'm willing to fight. I'm willing to do more than just listen. So that's well, why right. I'm trying to do this. Here's right. what we're trying to do. This is what we've been trying to do for the last seven, eight, nine years in, in Maine. When, when I explained to people for years, I was the chief engineer on a ship, okay? If it broke, I could fix it. I couldn't do it the best. I had the books. I had the tools. If I needed, if I had the opportunity to find people, I knew how to get other people to do it. I knew what was wrong. I knew how to fix it, but I found somebody that had the expertise to do it better than me. Yes. I wasn't expected to do it all. I was expected to be able to get it done. It wasn't whether I did it. It was whether it got done. We had to be operational. Yes. That's the key. And I believe that's part of being a representative. You I don't can... have to know it all. You can't know it all. I... When there's too much to do. But I can work for the people and with the people to try to bring around the change that we really need, and that's what if I'm you've trying got people to do. With. Yes. Well, uh, the trouble is, there's very few people that actually understand what needs to be done. All right, here's another thing. Uh, you know, LePage brings his attorneys in and all that, and uh, it was discovered through Lisa's research, I believe it was, um, that the attorneys... Um, are a corporation, and they were incorporated back in, please, what year was that? I forgot now again. Okay. Uh, well, I think what you're referring to is the Maine State Bar Association. Yeah. The first okay. one came about in 1881. Uh, that disintegrated because there was a major transportation issue. Railroads had not arrived in northern Maine and so on and so forth. Uh, and then the next one came about 10 years later, which is 1891. Remember, they could not uh, go after the councils at law. Councils at law are the ones that, that uh, provide advice to their clients. Uh, they can take over the case, but, but uh, remember, the Constitution talks about counsel. It doesn't say anything about attorneys. The attorneys just take over the case. If you lose, well, too bad. But the counselors at law are the ones that provide you with advice. Uh, they can sit there beside you uh, to give you advice while you're uh, conducting your case because the Constitution says you can do it by yourself, you can have an, an attorney do it, uh, a counsel do it, or you can have both. And you're going to see that, I believe, in Article 1, Section 6. Okay? So the Main State Bar Association started putting... Uh, uh, controls on attorneys, not right. counselors at law, because they couldn't do it. But see, once you started putting controls on attorneys, 
Uh, first thing you know, you had all these bunch of attorneys out here, and first thing you know, the profession of consular law began to disappear. And that's what happened. Well, uh, right, they yes. had to have a certain education level. Uh, they had, because remember, this was under the control of the Supreme Judicial Court, where you had to go in front of them and display the fact that you knew your stuff. Now it was this private organization called the Main State Bar Association where you had to go in front of them. Um, and, and uh, you know, you had to have a certain uh, level of education and so on and so forth. That's exactly why we are where we are, because are we're not dealing with a constitutional republic. We're dealing with a corptocracy trying to talk to it as if it's a constitutional republic. Right, here's when where I was going to go with this. If he talks, if Rick, you talk to LePage and, you know, some other reps can go with you, and then the attorney starts saying this, that, and the other, and it can't be done, why can't you pull out, number one, this card? Oh, wait a minute. You're, you're incorporated here, uh, number one. And yes. number two, your own words in your own main uh publication of 100 years of law and justice you took out common law because nobody understood it and put in the, the rules of court instead well you know that's procedure versus law and it's yeah. in your own book why can't that be thrown at them and you've got two yep. cards up your sleeve and you then, have there's a third one too if you want to play the trump cat they took an oath to, to the bar and that's, as far as I'm concerned, if you watch their actions, that supersedes the Constitution, I believe. Yep. It's a rotten thing to say, but I really believe it's true. It is. Well, you know, these yeah. are things that throw it, throw it back at the attorney that's trying to BS that we yep. don't know these things. Okay, but the other part of common law, uh, which eventually common law started to disappear, is that equity came in. Okay, now now I've got a 1946 definition. It's a Funk and Wagnall. Uh, it gives the definition of a uh, chancellor, and it says that he's not a real judge. Uh, you have uh, courts of chancery, which are not really courts. Uh, the Constitution of the State of Maine, this one in existence, and the, the original says nothing about equity. Okay, so when you walk into a, a court of chancery with a chancellor, what are you walking into? You're not walking into a genuine constitutional court because there isn't any. But yet equity began to take uh, control uh, and eventually common law started to disappear. And I've got a whole bunch of, I saw a whole bunch of laws on how equity uh, would supersede common law, and I believe that's an 1893 law. Uh, I think, I, and I mentioned it in my book also, 1893, where equity was becoming more powerful. Um, so, and there's a whole lot of stuff in that book, anyway. Well, even even in the Supreme Court, the, the Supreme Court of the United States, in 19 uh, whatever it was, 38 we went from the Supreme Court changed from public law to public policy. Right. right. So everything has been perverted. And you know... Okay, now here's the other thing. In 1821, 
the legislature gave power to the Supreme Judicial Court. Remember, these were commissioned judges. This was a constitutional court. Gave them the power over equity, which the Constitution says nothing about. So how is it that you can, you operating from a genuine constitutional court, you have a commission that gives you uh, two functions, and then all of a sudden you're going into a court of chancery, which doesn't exist, and then all of a sudden you become a non-judge. How can that lawfully happen? Rick, let me ask you this. Yes. Yeah, hang on. Tell me how that can lawfully happen. It can't. I don't, I don't have a clue. It can't. Can't constitutionally. So fraud began very early uh, when the when the republic was still here. Yeah. And you know when you okay, read it's all part of the setup. When you, the read, setup. When you yeah. read Lisa's when you read Lisa's documents and and listen to the programs if you do, uh, the president of the Senate uh, was. Uh, one of the first incorporators of the bar exactly. corporation. Eighteen ninety one. Yep. All right, I want to ask you this. There were public laws and there were private laws. I can come in with a private bill as right, because I've seen some people come in with private bills. Yes. Right? And there were public bills. Yes. Can this then be brought in under public law? If LePage doesn't want to do anything? Well, I think actually it could. There's a number of ways you could do it. Through a citizens' initiative would be one way to do it. Not doing that. I don't. I hate that whole process. So do I. The but people's referendum is why we are a. Then, then there's a second method to do it. You go to your local representatives, demand. Don't ask. Demand that they go forward to restore. The original court, our original republic, we need that. Everything that we've talked about tonight, it's all part of the original republic that we've got to restore. And as long as you get a democracy, you're not going to have a republic. So, You know, everybody is complaining all over social media and everywhere else they can. And when they have a chance to do something with a group of people, they don't want to, they don't want to move their ears. No, they don't. And... uh Jack and I have talked about this. Because there's a price times. to be paid. Hello? There's a price to be paid. Yes, there is. And that sucks, man. Let me tell you. I have to go to court on the 25th again. Yep. I know. Yep. But, uh, yes, uh, with the bills I've sponsored and whatnot, I've been ridiculed and everything else, called a fanatic, radical, and you know what? We You're need more company. of those in Augusta. That's right. Lots of them. Because uh, the people just, they get down, raise their hand, take an oath, and guess what? I think that's where it ends. Well, we're going to talk about strategy on that next uh, in the next few weeks. Yeah, um, we have. Yeah, we've got to talk about that because there's a way, you know there's a way to fix that, that particular issue. But um, um, <laughs> i got to tell you one other, Bill, while you're on here. I've been... I just I can't get to and I'm trying to figure out how I want to do it is to go after any of the legislatures that violate the Constitution have a way to remove them from office. That originally there was a mechanism in the Constitution to do that. They purge their oath. Yes. So I I'm oh real close to putting that in again. So. Oh. 
You know, when when uh, Henry Joy was there, now he's another good one. Yes, oh, yeah. I think you he know. may run in my place this trip because I'm thinking about going to the Senate. Oh wow, he's super. I hope you know. I hope that he does. But when he was there a few years ago, he um, brought forward to the Judiciary Committee, um, uh, the well, they call it the Jail Bill. It's Jail, J A I L, acronym for Judicial Accountability Integrity Legislation. And he tried to push that through, and you know they dumped him all over the place. Yes. Um, but he's a fighter. Yes, he is, and that's one of the things that why I said it may take a few terms to get this through. You take um, getting off subject just for a second. We had the Agenda 21 bill, which Jack is very helpful in. Uh, we won that in the Senate, and we lost by 10 votes in the House. It came closer than I ever thought it was going to. Uh, by being persistent, we will win, but it's going to take people with a little bit of physical fortitude to step up and fight the fight. Mm-hmm. And the only way we're going to win is if there's enough people that stand behind me and reload. Yeah, well, it may come down to that, but <laughs> well, laugh, I'll laugh, laughing aside, <laughs> It worries me this day and age. Yeah. But you have, when you go down to Augusta, you have 151 of us in the house. And I bet Jack could probably count on one hand how many will actually stand up and fight for what needs to be fighting for. That's pathetic. There's one uh, senator, Dutrumble, David Dutrumble. Yeah. Out of Biddeford, okay? Yeah, I know David real well. I never was able to get him to even listen to anything, but um, he is fighting for the, the crap that's going on in Biddeford. I'm sure you've heard about it. Yes. And uh, because he stood up, he's getting slack from up in Augusta. Um, you're committing p- political suicide. You know, why are you trying to help these people and whatever? And he said, I don't care. And I'm surprised he said, I don't care. Well... Um, They've told me the same thing that with taking these stands, but you know something? I'd rather lose my seat and do the right things than keep my seat and be just a... You do the right thing, you'll keep your seat. Yes, you will. That's right. Yes, you will. At least you you hold your head up high, so... Well, you know, this is what I... I, The conversation I had with with Paula Page personally said, you take the strongest stand and you will attract the strongest supporters... Yep. And you will win in a landslide. You take the middle road, you get the middle of the road people. You want the wimps? You can have them. Yeah. If you take the strongest stand, the principled stand, you can win. We will make it. Yep. You know, you may, get, you may be able to get Dennis on your side. Now that he is seeing the light and he is seeing the corruption in the Attorney General's office, uh, you know, he's seeing a lot. Because he got involved? Yes. So he may stand with you. He's a Democrat, but, you know, who cares well, if he's going to stand with you? It's not a Republican or Democrat issue, though. It's a constitutional issue. No, it's right-wrong, not right-left. That's right. That's right. And as far as I'm concerned, because I don't care what the bill is, as long uh-huh. as it meets muster. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's going to be a good fight, and I think we've got a lot of fights ahead of us, but... I will, Jack. 
launch another attack and go after try to restore the executive council. I'll put that bill in tomorrow. Oh, I'll wow. Put as, I'll put as many in as I can to keep them off guard. <laughs> Rick, you, well, you are one heck of a man. No, I'm you just... Know. I'm just You're good people. No, you are you are, no, you are one heck of a man. You know, there aren't many that can stand beside you. Well, that's not even why I do this. I know I, that. I had a choice. I'm a logger as Jack knows. And I got a choice. I can either fight for what's right and keep our jobs here or I gotta have to move like everybody else does. And I'm gonna make a stand, so that's what I'm here for. Okay. So, Let's let's kind of let's 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 close with this. We know where we stand. Um, yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, what? Here's the deal. What? In in the the scripture says that the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Right? Everybody yeah. familiar with that? Yep. Okay. Gates are inanimate objects. Gates do not have arms and legs. Gates do not have muscles. Therefore, what does that mean? The gates of hell will not prevail, which means if we push them down, they cannot resist us. They're not attacking us. We're supposed to be attacking them. If we attack them, they cannot resist a righteous attack. No, there's no all argument, this. no argument they can use. Yep. It's up to us to push those gates down. They won't resist. They will not prevail if we push them down. If we just say, oh, no, I'm going to sit here in my little church or I'm going to sit here in my little, my little group and I'm protected because the gates of hell will not prevail, that's stupid. Yes. That's grammatically ignorant. Well, if you're doing absolutely nothing, why is anything going to attack you? Exactly. But we're yeah. supposed to push those gates down, and if we're not doing it, it ain't happening. Yes. And they and cannot resist our push if we do it. Anyway. Well, Jack, I'd like to thank you, Lisa and Dottie, for coming on, and Rob also, uh, because this is a subject I've I've put a lot of thought into it over the last three, four years, but I can only fight really one big battle at a time, but I want to take more on this year. Well, let's just just throw a bunch of crap at them. This is what they do to us. Yep, well, 1,800, 2,000 bills for what? Let's throw a four or 500 at them. Let them fight over them. Let them figure out how to, how to stop them. Give them something to do. Yeah, Rick, well, that's, why, that's why Joel had to leave. He's fighting four or five wildfires right now that he's put in bills for. So yep. he had to leave and go go to take care of that. Well, if he'd have put in 30 bills, it would have given him something to do. Yes, it would. And uh, the thing is, if you get enough of these bills put in, sooner or later you're going to get one of them through. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. It's and if we get... Averages. Well, averages, but if we get one of these bills go through, the rest are going to crumble because they can't be in place to make the other ones work, so that's my hope. Yep. You get the executive council, then you're going to have better judges, which yep. system won't be fixed, then you fix the court systems. 
And you'll, if you have a, if you have an executive council, maybe you'd have a governor with some cojones. Well, maybe. We'll yeah. find out. Okay, guys, we Thank all have you. our assignments. We got to get Rick some information. We got to give him the ammunition. You guys know how to do it. Go for it. Have a good night. Thanks, Rick, bud. Thanks, thanks so much for all of you, your help and everything that you're doing up there to try to straighten this mess out. Well, somebody's got to do it. Well, uh, you might have some that will come on your on your side up there. Oh, I've got a few that I can talk into it. So, but okay. no, I was I'm encouraged by some of the legislators down there. Trouble is, they don't listen to the people they should be. They listen to a lot of folks that got their own special interests in mind and lead them astray. So. Yep. Well, I think you, Dottie, at least, Bob, I uh, appreciate all your input. I know you'll uh, pump Rick with all the information he needs. Now we just got to keep it as concise as possible because he's going to be overwhelmed. <laughs> yes, anyway. and that's good because uh, I've got to pick the best without for three minutes. Yep, I get it. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to call some this. Right, I'm going to. I'm going to uh, I recorded this so that this is all information that's in there, and uh, the chat room is there, and the the links are there. Anything you need, Rick, don't hesitate to call. Ask us. You know, one of somebody will get back to you. Lise or Dottie or or Phil. Well, Lise, Lise is the expert on this. Yep. Yep. Well, I will be in touch. And you guys, just just uh, because I I need to tell you this, um, LePage was. I mean, right on the edge of putting a common law judge on the common law court that still exists in Augusta. That little courtroom is a common law courtroom that they, it has a non-battle flag ensign in there, and it's right there until his constitutional lawyer told him that that was crazy. But he was ready to do it. See, it's going to take some serious cojones to get anything done down there. Yeah, well, uh, if I have to, I'll go in and call him a liberal again. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. Good night. Bye. Take care. Thanks. Right. Thanks, please, Scott. Good night. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Good night now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.